here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, folks, I want to tell you something. I want to speak to those of you who love this country, patriots. Here's the deal. Donald Trump is probably going to be charged in Georgia, specifically Atlanta, at the behest of a Democrat DA. He's probably going to be charged in Washington at the behest of the Biden administration, a Democrat attorney general, Democrat prosecutors. And he's probably going to be convicted. A hundred years from now, It'll be written that Donald Trump was impeached twice in two bogus impeachments. He was subjected to a two-year criminal investigation in the Mueller report on a fraud that was committed against him by the Democrat Party and the Hillary Clinton campaign, as well as the FBI, among others. It's going to be written that the Biden administration sent... There's Stasi, the FBI, to his home in Florida, armed to take documents out of his house. It's going to be written that they tried to accuse him of a sedition conspiracy, which is effect, effectively treason and obstructing the transfer of power on January 6th. It's going to be written that Democrat DAs in Manhattan and Atlanta brought bogus charges against him. It's going to be written that a, an attorney general in New York who campaigned on charging Donald Trump moved to a civil case against him and his businesses, which will occur in October. 
And now this case. And I read to you yesterday Byron York's piece. We're going to have an experienced criminal defense attorney on the program, even though this was a civil case. Brian Claypool, who I've never had on the program, a trial lawyer. I do not understand. I understand the argument. I do not understand how it happened. That the Access Hollywood video could possibly be used as evidence used to persuade a Democrat jury against a man they already hate in New York, Donald Trump. In every instance where there's criminal investigations, we have Democrats on grand juries. Every case where there's trials, we have Democrats on jury trials. We have Democrat judges, Democrat prosecutors. This will be written about 100 years from now. There are very few John Adams types among us today. The media generally, outlets like Mediaite and Media and Media Matters, they will be remembered. Not for good, but for evil. The piling on, the, the lack of real process, due process. Could Trump have made a stronger defense? Yes, of course. But this case should never have been brought. A jury sits 27 years later. There's no contemporary evidence of any kind. She told two friends who didn't come forward either. Those friends testified that they were told. I don't know what kind of witnesses that that makes. Two friends who never come forward. And yet if they were believable, I suppose they would have said that Donald Trump committed the act of rape. And yet the jury didn't find that. They determined that he committed sexual battery. How do we know? We have no idea. None. And why did Miss Carol wait so long? Well, as we discussed yesterday from Byron York's piece, she met a lawyer by the name of George Conway. She never actually sought out legal advice, but he gave her legal advice in 2019 at a resistance event. Resistance to what? To Trump. He said, look, he knows New York law. and He suggested she get a lawyer and sue Donald Trump for defamation. And she says that's what caused her to do it the next day. And a billionaire, never Trumper, helped fund the case. And a New York jury in a civil trial found President Trump guilty, again, not of rape, but of battery, sexual battery and defamation, ordered him to pay $5 million. And 
I am just telling you the truth, which is get ready for more. This is occurring in Democrat cities. I don't know how this judge let this kind of information in. He even had and allowed two women to testify who said Donald Trump had groped or attacked them. Well, how do you prove or disprove that? They never came forward either. Donald Trump says, I don't even know who this woman Carol is. Her evidence for showing that he did was a picture long ago where Donald Trump and three other people were in the picture quickly shaking hands. Civil case is preponderance of evidence. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. That's why the Attorney General in New York is looking now to bring a civil case, or has, trial of which will begin in October. Donald Trump is being overwhelmed with criminal investigations, with civil investigations, in Democrat cities. And then they talk about the politics of it. Well, with all this going on, it's hard to see how he can get elected in a general election, how women will vote for him and independents. And you've got blowhards like Chris Christie out there and others piling on. And Perfect. It's playing out perfectly. If you're a Democrat, if you're Joe Biden. I'll be right back. Mark in. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Well, you've seen Brian Claypool on on Fox and elsewhere. He's a highly regarded trial attorney, defense lawyer. Nice to meet you, Brian. How are you, sir? Great, Mark. Nice to be on your show. Thanks for having me. I, I, you know... I do a lot of constitutional stuff. I have to admit I'm perplexed, and I, I don't pretend to know all the ins and outs of the law in New York and so forth, but how the hell did the Access Hollywood video wind up in this case? Yeah, that's a great point. I, I was on uh, Neil's show, Cavuto's show, earlier today, and uh, you know, he asked me, what, what are some issues for appeal, right? And, and to me, that, that is the, the ticket item for, for an appeal. I, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, some some analysts were like, oh, well, the laws are such that 
you can bring in comments made by somebody, right, that, for propensity, right, to show that somebody has a propensity to do something. But there's two issues I have with that. Number one, look at the context in which that mm-hmm. comment, those comments were made by, by Trump and and I forget the guy's name from Access Hollywood. Right. You know, they're, 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 they're chit-chatting. There's nothing specific uh, that, that Trump said about, a, you know, a, a, a person, a, a, a woman. It's just a, a general comment, right? And then, they, and then the next problem I have with that is, is this. In, 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 in jury trials, whether it's civil or criminal, even if a judge decides that a piece of evidence like the Access Hollywood tape is deemed relevant to the case, right? The judge still has to do an analysis as to whether the, any undue prejudice outweighs the relevance. And if, if the prejudice does, you don't let it in. And that's where I have a problem. I mean, anybody that hear, any juror that hears that tape, I, I can't see how they would not find Trump guilty. It's just extremely prejudicial. Particularly when you're talking about a jury in a city where about 7% of the people voted for Trump. I mean, it's, it's obvious that plaintiff's counsel, and I will argue these prosecutors, too, they're playing to this. They know that he's, he's largely despised by the, the, the populations in these various metropolitan areas, that his support comes outside of those areas. So to your point about prejudicial, it's prejudicial in the specific way in which it's used, but it's prejudicial because it's really pouring fuel on the fire where people are going, wait a minute, I knew I didn't like this guy. Now, there were two women who testified who have absolutely no connection to the facts of this case, too. How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I handle sexual assault cases and sexual abuse cases. So, I mean, I've actually represented and I do represent victims of sexual abuse. And I still, even though I represent victims of sexual abuse, I'm still troubled with 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 how the laws have developed in states like new york california and what i mean by that is that laws are becoming uh, more lenient to let in evidence for example of of prior encounters that a defendant has had with other women now years ago mark that 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 evidence clearly would have not come in it would have been because it's 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 what's called inadmissible character evidence, right? You're attacking somebody's character. You're, you're trying to say they're, they're a bad person on this occasion to prove that they're, they were a bad person on, on the occasion at trial. And, and that's the risk you run with these, with, these, with these new laws. I mean, these two incidents with these other ladies, they're, they're vastly different. I said, that on, I said that on Neil's show. This wasn't a case of, uh, with the other two women of, for example, Trump being at a bar and they're drinking, and then he takes them back into a hotel, a dark hotel room, and forces himself on them in, in, in a locked hotel room. It, it, it was just, it was just different. I mean, these two other incidents were not really similar to uh, Carol's incident. So, I, it, it is, it is a bit troubling. Well, isn't it also problematic in another way, which is what he's supposed to do? At many trials on these two other cases, nobody's been charged with anything and trump wasn't charged with anything respecting these two women who knows if they're telling you what are you supposed to do hold a whole set of depositions and so forth on the side here to check their uh, credibility and so i mean how would that even work yeah i mean you're raising another good point which is these other two women now are coming in the court 
and and by the way, I think Trump's lawyer made it, made a point to the jury that they they were democratic as well. <laughs> they're they're you know anti-Trump, and you're right. Where's where is the veracity of these two encounters that these two women have, have claimed? Did they file, for example, a a police report? Did they? I mean, if they didn't, to me, if I'm sitting in a jury, I start wondering, you know, whether it really happened. Did did those two other women run to other friends or other people and disclose? Was that was that talked about? Right. Because disclosures are really important in sexual abuse cases. You know, was was that delved into? And, and, and then you've got to look at something you raised earlier, which is what you know, what 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 is the the political affinity of these women? I mean, what what what? What's what's in it for them, right? Think about that. Why why would they come forward after all these years? I think one of the ladies was like back in the seventies. She said something happened. All these years go by, and then all of a sudden, you're going to walk in and 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 say this happened. So, um, yeah, it, it is it is troubling. And you know what I like to see in these cases is is a fair playing field. Let let's have the evidence in, in a manner where it doesn't facilitate like a political kind of attack on somebody. And here, I, you know, here, I, I you know, I, I think this case should have been just about what Carol said happened right in that dressing room. And that's it. That's my view. And is it the problem with that, that it would be almost impossible to make a case if it's limited to that? That's why they had to bring in all this uh, extra information, if you will. Now, I'm sure my audience is sitting there and wondering, well, how would a jury be able, with the the limited, serious, limited information it had, to find guilty on sexual battery but not rape? What exactly did this jury have? What information did it have to be able to distinguish? I want to hold you over, if you don't mind, to be able to distinguish between one or the other, because I haven't heard anything. I know there's a different proof issue, but... Any proof? How would you? How would you? If you're going to believe the plaintiff, and if you're going to believe what she told these these two friends, then how can you say no? It's not rape. It is sexual battery. So I believe them to a point. I'm just curious what you think about that. We'll be right back with Brian Claypool. Now I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Brian Claypool, longtime trial attorney, defense counsel. 
So to reiterate my question, how would this jury know if one physical act occurred versus another physical act when all they have is what the uh, what the plaintiff said, and then they're not really believing the plaintiff because they didn't go as far as the plaintiff said that she claimed she was attacked. You know, hey, Mark, actually, that's a great point because it suggests that what the jury did back in there is that some, some jurors might not have agreed with her version at all, right? And, and some were, were saying, oh, no, I believe that President Trump raped her, right? So it, it, it connotes that maybe jurors met in the middle, right? So you pulled some in from who thought he raped her with some that said maybe he didn't. And that's not, that's not a proper way to conduct a jury deliberation, to your point. Because if she's saying, I was raped by President Trump, she's not saying, I wasn't raped, or, or I was raped, but if you don't find me raped, he touched my breath. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, right. So it can't be one or the other. So if they're saying no to the first one, what are, what, what's, the, what's the, the basis, the evidentiary basis for, for finding sexual assault? And to your point, there wouldn't have been any evidence of that, which suggests, I'm, I'm not saying this is true, but it could be potential uh, juror misconduct. Maybe Trump's lawyers now need to look into and, and, and interview, by the way, some of these jurors and find out what was discussed. Just so your listeners know, after trial is over, most of the time lawyers can hire investigators, track down jurors and question them. Hey, what happened? What happened in that jury room? And, and this is a case where maybe, maybe that should happen. Because as a logical matter, either you believe the plaintiff and her two friends, or you don't. And they're not claiming that she was, he only went this far and no further. They're claiming he went all the way. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's really, I mean, if you've ever quit TV and radio, maybe, <laughs> maybe the legal world, maybe the legal world is up your alley. It really is an excellent point. Because it, it because it, 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 she's not she's on the stand. She's not like a prosecutor that argues like in a criminal case. Prosecutors can argue, oh, I want you to find so and so guilty of first degree murder, but if you don't find them guilty of first degree murder, then second degree, you know, or involuntary manslaughter. That's okay for a prosecutor to do, right, in a criminal case, but in a civil case, in a sexual assault case, you you can't do that. It can't. It can't be one or the other. And, and to your point, she didn't even do that. She, she put all her eggs in one basket. I was raped. Jury says, no, you weren't. We don't find you were raped, but we're finding you were basically groped, you know, and, 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 and touched inappropriately by Trump. And to your point, what is the evidence that supports that? And that, again, suggests to me that there might have been some shenanigans going on in the jury deliberation room where, 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 where jurors are bartering, right? Let's meet mm-hmm. in the middle on this. Well, that's not how that's not how the, the 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 process is supposed to work. So, what happens now in a case like this? Um, are they able to raise that issue and these others on appeal? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a great question. So, in terms of the juror misconduct, that wouldn't be that that would be something for what's called a motion for for a new trial, and that's why. Uh, lawyers for uh, Trump should probably get on it in terms of trying to 
to uh, talk to some of these jurors to find out what went down. Get investigators, go try to talk to them. Because then what you have to do, Mark, is you file, you, you would file a motion for a new trial based on juror misconduct. But you need to support that. You need affidavits from the actual jurors, right, where, where they, they might say what I just said. Hey, I didn't, you know, I didn't think he, you know, sexually assaulted her, but I, you know, decided that to meet in the middle, right? That would be inappropriate. But you, you'd have to get affidavits from the jurors, file a motion for a new trial based on juror misconduct. That happens before an appeal, the issues, uh, they, so then the issues regarding letting in evidence of these two other ladies and the Access Hollywood tape, that, that would be for an appeal. And, and, and you don't file a notice of appeal until there's a final judgment uh, in, in the case. And there hasn't been a final judgment entered yet. And then you have like, I think, 30 or 60 days to file a notice of appeal. But I'm sure Trump's lawyers are going to clearly appeal. But look, you raised a good point, And I think they might want to pursue uh, potential juror misconduct in a new trial. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, you've been terrific. I want to thank you, Brian Claypool. We, we might want to pull you in again someday. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you one other thing? Real, it's really yeah, interesting. Absolutely. Civil cases. To your point again, you made an excellent point. In a, in a civil case, it's, you, the plaintiff has to prove by preponderance of the evidence. What does that mean? It's 51 to 49. It's not 50 to 50, right? To your, mm-hmm. Like you were kind of suggesting earlier, like even if it's a – even if it's a stalemate, right, with, right. with these jurors, that, that, that a stalemate is not good enough. It's got to be 51-49. Anyway, I, I think that's just an interesting component on, on uh, you know, the integrity of the verdict. But thanks for having me. Listen, you've been great. Brian Claypool, thank you, my friend, and you take care of yourself. All right, thank you. Just got, take care of yourself. Uh, Mr. Producer, can we go to, um, well, they're having dual comments now. Biden and uh, McCarthy. Who do we have? We would fall into a significant oh, recession. It would devastate retirement accounts, increase borrowing costs. According to Moody's, nearly 8 million Americans would lose their jobs and our international reputation would be damaged in the extreme. The last part is me, international. He didn't, Moody's did not say the last part about damage in the extreme. I made clear during our meeting that default is not an option. Repeated that time and again. America is not a deadbeat nation. We pay our bills, and avoiding default is a basic duty of the United States Congress. In fact, they did it three times under my predecessor without once, not one time creating a crisis, rattling the markets, or undermining the unshakable trust the world has in America. That's because Trump negotiated with the Democrats. Go ahead. That went up 40 percent over the 200 years, went up 40 percent under my predecessor. And that's the problem we're dealing with today. I might note parenthetically, in my first two years, I reduced the debt by one point seven trillion dollars. No president. He's been told repeatedly that he's been lying about that because he's counting covid, the one time spending on covid. Go ahead. Priorities, but not under the threat of default. As I said, I've already cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion in my first two years in office. And the budget just submitted to Congress cuts another $3 trillion in debt over the next 10 years, my budget that I submitted. I made it clear that we can cut spending and cut the deficit. 
For example, my budget cuts $200 billion in spending by strengthening Medicare's power to negotiate for lower prescription drug prices. In addition, that's on top of the $160 billion in budget savings we passed last year by being able to reduce the price of insulin and other drugs for those on Medicare. And my budget cuts $30 billion, $30 billion in spending on tax subsidies for big oil companies. They made All right, that's 200- enough. That's enough. That's enough. His proposed budget creates another $1.2 trillion in debt. Does anybody out there actually believe that Joe Biden is slashing spending? Which is why Bernie Sanders is so gung-ho about him and his spending. Does anybody believe that? The way these guys talk, they're such liars. Like his spokes did today, giving the list as Biden did, you're going to be cutting funds for law enforcement. How so? You're going to be cutting funds for schools, funds for this, funds for that. In other words, the federal government's involved in anything and everything. So if you don't vote for a massively bloated budget with all this debt, that means all these other core and basic functions are not going to be funded. So it's not that the Republicans are cutting them. It's that he's saying, if the Republicans don't go along with everything I want, it will impact these other areas. Joe Biden hasn't cut a penny out of the debt. We have the highest percentage of debt, 129% of GDP, not just since World War II, but more than we had in World War II. The United States has never seen anything like this before, not even during the Great Depression. We have never seen anything like this before. That's why inflation is going through the roof. Now, Joe Biden has spent his entire life as a liar and a plagiarist, and that's what he's doing right now. He's lying. They've written this propaganda down for him. And nothing frustrates me more than when a president of the United States or a leader of one of these parties deceives the American people. He didn't cut $1.7 trillion from anything. Period. No, he didn't. How is it that he cuts $1.7 trillion? It doesn't affect education, law enforcement, health care, anything else. But the Republicans want to cut a measly 1%, and that affects education and health care and everything else. Do you understand what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? How is it that he cuts $1.7 trillion, which theoretically is 20% of the budget he proposed? More than 20, almost 23%. And everything grows. Nothing's affected. Nothing, nothing receives a... Uh, a reduced amount of funding, a huge increase in funding. And yet when the Republicans say, all right, we want to cut 1% a year for the next day. Wow, that's going to blow up education, blow up health care, blow up everything else. I hope you can follow what I'm trying to communicate. Maybe not that well. The Republicans want to cut a small amount. Biden says, I've cut more than any president in American history. And yet he's expanded the government. How do you do that? 
this is why none of these people will sit down with me. Not on radio, not on TV, not on digital. They don't want to have a debate with me. They don't want to go over the facts with me. They don't want to have a discussion with me. None of them. I'm not interested in the spin doctors who get paid to lie. That's why a Schumer won't come on this show. A Jamie Raskin won't come on this show. That's why none of them will come on this show. Bernie Sanders won't come on this show. Because I have the goods on them. Because they're liars. So McCarthy's cuts will hurt family. I told you they'd pull this. I told you they'd pull this. And so Joe Biden is not serious at all. He's a fool. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. You know, it's amazing. I remember this when I was a little kid. Maybe it was kindergarten, first grade. They used to do these intelligence tests. And I don't remember what I got on all these different tests, but in the one area that I do remember, because my mother mentioned it to me. And as I got older, I saw this sheet was in reasoning capacity. And you know, like anything else, at zero to 100%, it was 100%. As a little kid. And it has served me well through my life. I'm no expert in everything, that's for sure, if in, if in anything. But I know how to reason. So when Joe Biden gets up there and says he's cut spending more than any president in American history. I have to ask myself, well, then how come your cuts don't destroy families and pensions, health care, schools, law enforcement? But the Republicans who want a one percent cut per year for 10 years voted for that. Plus, they raised the debt ceiling. Their cuts will bring eternal devastation. How is that possible? It's not possible. So when you listen to their own pre-prepared propaganda, it doesn't even make any sense. None. So the Republicans have already passed a, a bill that would increase the debt ceiling, but they require minimal cuts. And when we talk about cuts in Washington, they mean about reductions in increases. 
They don't mean actual cuts, reductions and increases. I also want to thank you, because if I don't mention it, it won't get mentioned. For so many of you watching my Sunday show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, either live or by DVR, it was the number one show in prime time on Sunday night and Saturday night on all of cable, and that's due to you. Not due to me, that's due to you. And it was almost the number one show for the entire weekend on cable, but for one hour of Charles's coronation as king. So we are kicking around, we're doing well, thanks to you. Trust me, I really appreciate it. And we will continue to do so as long as you're interested in watching. I'm not going to do it for myself or to myself. And I want to thank all of you who come up to me. Whether I'm in Virginia or Florida or anywhere else. And thank me for this radio show. And thank me for Life, Liberty, and Levin. I really do appreciate it. It's very, very kind of you. I'll be walking down the street and somebody will, hey, Mark, or Mr. Levin, or Mr. Levine, or Mr. Levin. It's okay, I don't mind. Sometimes they'll even say, hey, great one. I assume they mean the great big one, that would be me. But nonetheless, I really appreciate it. It's very kind of you. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know, uh, you can use my books like American Marxism as reference tools, and I'll tell you why. So much of the conservative media do. It is amazing when I hear it and see it. I have actually been spending every waking hour, I would say the last three weeks, pretty much, um, trying to finish my project here. But I wanted to be substantive. I wanted to be very important for you. And so forth and so on. So you see, the thing is, other people just cherry pick. They take the stuff after you do the work. I can't do that to other people. So my books, the scholarship and all the rest... There's a significant number of endnotes, or footnotes, if you will, because I want to give people credit who deserve it. There's absolutely no plagiarism. But I get frustrated when there's plagiarism directed at me, where people steal 
my stuff. It's just a peek I have because it, it wasn't always that way. You know, it's just basic, basic class and ethics. And uh, that's what I was taught. So, there you have it. And the reason it takes me a little while is I dig very hard to get information, new information, new sources that must be legitimate, that I think will bring you sort of an important perspective and source information. And that's what I'm doing. And uh, I'm almost done. Now, what I do, people ask me, so I'm going to tell you, is when I write a book, I do 100% of the research. Not 98%, 97%. I reject 10 times as much information as I use, maybe 50 times. It's a slow process, not like writing a fiction book. I don't think I could write a fiction book, but a fiction book is simply, you know, thinking through plots and so forth. I don't think it's that easy, but it's not what I do. Maybe I'll give it a shot one of these days. My point is that this book will be different in some ways. It will be the longest book I've ever written, but it may well be one of the easiest books in terms of style. Somewhere between liberty and tyranny and American Marxism. Because I wanted it to be readable, but on the other hand, there is important information that has to be laid out. In these books that I write, I mean, I can't write multiple times on the same thing, so I don't. This book is different in terms of subject matter. It's incredibly timely. I just have a knack for that. I started it back in, uh, I don't know, Mr. Producer, when did I start this? June or July. Then for various reasons, I have to stop. Some of them being I need to figure things out and think things through and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's very important as far as I'm concerned. But I think you'll, uh, well, I've said enough. I want you to listen to this montage of Democrats that they're not going to negotiate on the debt limit. Hat tip Fox News, cut three, go. We're not negotiating on this. Uh, We've been very clear. It is their constitutional duty to take action. America should pay its bills and avoid a catastrophic and dangerous default. That's not a partisan position. I think we should pay the bills and then negotiate. Well, there is no plan B. Our plan is for Congress to act to address the debt limit uh, without conditions, just like they've done 78 times in the past. You see how they propagandize and the media propagandize with them? That's not how this works. Number one, they passed a spending bill already. And now they have to raise the debt limit to pay for it. 
Number two, the Republicans are demanding that the new budget Biden be trimmed by 1% or so. Biden won't do it. He's refused. So, this in part is what's taking place. In terms of the fellow who said this has been done 78 times before, folks, you've lived with government shutdowns. There have been 20 government shutdowns since the mid-1970s. There were six government shutdowns under Ronald Reagan. It was the only way to stop the Democrats from spending even more than they have. Now, I would say to folks who disagree with me, and why, I don't know, do you love your children or do you hate your children? Do you love your children or do you hate your children? Because this is what you're doing to them. This is what the Democrat Party's doing to them. It's a disgrace. It's horrendous. Americans, we should pay our bills. We shouldn't be deadbeats. But you're not supposed to keep taking out credit cards and keep increasing credit card limits. Keep taking out credit cards and increasing credit card limits. And if you can't pay for it, keep taking out more credit cards and increasing limits and then say you're a deadbeat if you don't pay for it. The truth is we're not paying for it. We're borrowing money. Borrowing money doesn't pay for anything. It puts off the pay-for part down the road. That's what's going on. That's what the Democrats are doing. That's what Biden is doing. Here we have Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's an idiot. But she knows how to regurgitate. Absolute idiot. Cut four. Go. What we convey as success, I mean, people have asked, well, will the president give, give Speaker McCarthy an off-ramp, an exit strategy? But exit strategy is very well, clear. Well, who says that? Will the president give McCarthy an off-ramp? I haven't heard anyone say that. I don't even know what that means. Go ahead. Congress must act. Prevent a default. That's what a success... Not Congress for- already acted. They already passed the debt ceiling increase, but they want some cuts. Cuts on increases. Cuts on increases. They won't do it. Look, folks, we didn't elect Republicans to be the tax collectors for the Democrats. They already hired 87,000 new IRS agents. They don't need members of the House of Representatives and 43 Republican senators to be their tax collectors. That's what they're demanding. Go ahead. It's not about the president. It's about the American economy. It's about the American people. That's what the president view as success. That's the way that it should be. Oh, done. I see. It's the American people. Is that why the border is wide open? The American people? Is that why you destroyed our economy and drove inflation through the roof? The American people? Is that why you're banning household products left and right? Because of the American people? You want to help them? Drove up the price of gas because you're trying to help the American people. Drove up the price of food because you're trying to help the American people. Who the hell do you think you people are? With your bullcrap. Stand there with your sanctimony. You've lit a match to this country. You've lit a match to our culture. You've lit a match to our economy. 
You've laid a match to our security, and then you lecture us? You're for the American people? You have a funny way of showing it. Go ahead. This is regular order. What House Republicans are saying is that they are they want to potentially, if they get their way, threaten their, the, the country's first default, something that has never happened before. That's what they're threatening. Again, could lead to trigger a recession. See, see, we're going to have a very significant recession, stagflation. And they're already positioning themselves. If you want to know what it's like to live under a regime that lies, it's happening right now. When you read books on totalitarianism by people who've experienced it, by the young lady who I had on Life, Liberty, and Levin, this is what it's like. Changing language, lying about facts, distorting the truth, repeating these things over and over and over again, accusing others of doing what you're doing. That's what happens in these regimes. That's what's happening here under the Democrat Party regime. The Democrat Party regime. Biden is an ex Biden is an expert liar. But in order to be a Democrat congressman or a Democrat official or a Democrat president, you must lie. And you must lie all the time. Because your policies are impossible, they're impracticable, they are destructive, they're impoverishing, and you suffer from them. So they have to make you look elsewhere. And the very people who are trying to stop them from doing these things are accused of doing these things. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Back to business. Back to business. Let's see here. Um, oh, yes. The border is another Biden gift to the American people because they care about American families. They care about American families. And Biden said today, and what else did he say today? He said that the Republicans want to cut spending on the border. When you're a liar at a very young age, 
as Biden was, it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop. Becomes a pathology. Hence, he's a pathological liar. And those who front for him, well, they're pathological liars too. And that would include the media. But especially his spokes idiot. And so here we have a border that is a complete disaster. And so the Democrats say we need comprehensive immigration reform. Oh, I see. That'll fix Biden's intentional efforts to undermine existing immigration law. Comprehensive immigration reform. Of course, that's an excuse. And I already told you my proposal for fixing the border. What was it? To reinstitute all the Trump policies that seem to get the border under control. Maybe not perfect, but damn good. Finish the wall. Deport people. Throw criminals in jail. You know, stuff like that. Here is Karine Jean-Pierre. As dumb as they come. Cut seven, go. There are challenges at the border. This is something that the president has taken seriously from day one. Okay, number one, number one, the president has never taken this seriously. What he's done to this country has never been done in the history of the world. Just assume a president, a prime minister, an emperor, a dictator wants to secure his country. But Joe Biden does not. Joe Biden does not. He wants to overwhelm his, his country with foreigners from all walks of life. Overwhelm the hospitals, overwhelm the school systems, overwhelm law enforcement, overwhelm our capacity to provide food and gasoline and other resources. Because Joe Biden now has thrown in with the Marxists. He's always been a chameleon. Always been a chameleon. But now he's settled on his legacy. Go ahead. Comprehensive uh, piece of legislation to deal with immigration reform, something that has been a problem for the past several decades. Ah, shut up, you idiot. I'm starting to detest you even more, which is quite a feat. And we've, we've asked for a comprehensive immigration reform. Why didn't you do it in your first two years? Now, please don't be rude, uh, or I'm going to have to leave, Peter. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I offend? Now, we have uh, John Martin, El Paso shelter director. El Paso, pretty much on the front lines. He's the shelter director on MSLSD yesterday. Cut eight, go. Well, the, the reality is that we're overwhelmed. Um, we've got several partners within the community. All of the emergency shelters are operating at or over capacity. And to give you an example of our situation with the Opportunity Center for the Homeless, we've got 200 inside the shelter, and we've had up to 810 outside the shelter camped in the alley. Hmm. Uh, so it truly is a humanitarian crisis. And this is before Title 42 is lifted on on Thursday night at, at midnight. What are you expecting coming come Friday? Well, you're absolutely correct. This all started for us a little over a week and a half ago when we saw the influx come in and that it's exponentially increased. 
and it is prior to the lifting of Title 42. All right. And we are expecting the well, worst. Well, that's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Because Joe Biden stands for the families of America, America. This is why he's at 36 percent. And I don't know who these 36 percent are. Probably mental institutions. I'll be right back. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N, PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. I, uh, I want to address uh, some of the attacks by Nikki Haley on Ron DeSantis. I understand that she has to fight her way into contention. I do understand that. And I understand that means having to shoot upwards because you're at 1 or 2% in the polls. But I don't agree with what she's saying and how she's doing it. She says that Ron DeSantis is thin-skinned for the way he's dealing with Disney, and it's become personal. I must tell you folks something. When there is a massive corporation in the middle of your state with a headquarters in California that has abandoned its purpose, that has abandoned the man who built that corporation, Walt Disney, that uses, uses, Characters that attract children, Mickey, Minnie, and so forth, to advance a radical left agenda in a place that should not be politicized, period. That uses its billions of dollars to throw its muscle around to try and determine what the state of Florida will teach its children and how it'll teach its children. That has a chairman now who's back, who's a radical leftist Democrat from the L.A. area. Who takes that corporation and applies it to its, his uh, political agenda. Well, you know what, folks? I take that very personally, too. It costs a tremendous amount of money to get into these parks. To stay at one of the hotels on the grounds. To purchase food at these places. 
It costs working people thousands and thousands of dollars for three, four, five, six days with their children. Where you wait in line and hope you get two rides a day. A corporation that has received for half a century welfare from the people of of Florida in the form of these massive subsidies. Its own town. Its own environmental rules. Its own zoning. Its own government. Its own police force. Its own fire department. And so when you you take those subsidies away, you're not taking anything from the company, you're taking subsidies away, monies that belong to the taxpayers of Florida. But these government schools are government schools, right? And the elected officials in Florida are to determine what takes place in the classroom. Not people based in Los Angeles trying to impose their California views, the Newsom views, on the students of Florida and their parents. So this is the second time I believe Nikki Haley has really blown this badly. It's not about being thin-skinned. It's not about getting even. Yes, it's personal. I assume with the governor, it sure is with me and probably the millions of people in Florida. But it's also the right thing to do. And to persist in this battle, in this cultural battle, separates the men from the boys and the women from the girls. So to dismiss this as trying to get even and thin-skinned, I think is a second demerit. A second demerit for Nikki Haley, who I have no personal animosity toward whatsoever. I just don't think you should be shooting the good guys in the back. You want to criticize somebody? Look at Chris Christie. What a disgrace and a disaster. Who leaves no legacy in New Jersey. Except that fantastic helicopter video. Where he's on the beach like a sperm whale. While everybody else was ordered off the beach. Very Newsome-like. Very Newsome-like. And of course, I, I like Donald Trump very, very much. I do. He's a dear friend. I think he was a fantastic president. I don't like the ads trashing Ron DeSantis. I don't like them. They're not even necessary. If you're 20 or 30 points up in the polls, as right now some indicators are that, then you don't need to do it. Save your money for the general. That is the general election. We're going to need it. I feel so bad about what they're trying to do to Trump. One case after another. I would ask Mediaite to dig into George Conway 
I'd call him the little Hindenburg. Hindenburg George and Hindenburg Christie. To dig into George Conway, the meeting he had with Ms. Carroll, the advice he gave her, I would dig into the billionaire who felt it necessary to fund the litigation. Stop taking cheap shots. Stop being a superficial uh, outfit with your prebubescent staff. Try and do some real news and some real reporting. And while you're at it, release your emails and your text messages. We're all very anxious to read them and see what they say. And you don't need to be sued to do it. You can do it voluntarily. In my humble opinion. I'll be right back. Lovin. Don't fall for the free phone deals from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, folks. Just another trick to lock you into a long-term contract that's going to cost you a fortune every single month. Instead, get a brand new iPhone 12 from Pure Talk for just 12 bucks a month at 0% interest, no contract. Cancel or leave anytime. Get a new iPhone, ultra-fast 5G service, and cut your cell phone bill in half. That's why I'm a Pure Talk customer. That's why you should be, too. You can switch right now at puretalk.com in as little as 10 minutes. Choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data, all backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. An iPhone 12 for 12 bucks a month and save on your monthly bill. PureTalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Restrictions apply. You can see the site for details. Governor Ron DeSantis at a press conference today. I do love this guy. Addressing Joe Biden. Cut nine, go. You know, I've always supported, uh, supported the wall just because... Uh, it's such a big border. You can have border patrol. You never will be able to have enough. So the cartels will 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 direct people where there's not uh, surveillance, and so you have to have that. I think it's important. And what I've told people publicly is, you know, if Joe Biden wants to get serious about that, you know, give me a call. We had a situation where we had a hurricane come through Southwest Florida, knocked out a bridge going to San- uh, Pine Island, severed the causeway to Sanibel in three different places. They were not state bridges, but they came, locals came to me and said, can you help us because we're stranded and we can't wait six months. So I got my guys together. I said, listen, we're going to take this over. No bureaucracy, no red tape, no excuses. I want those bridges operating as quickly as possible. So instead of six months, we did Pine Island in three days. And instead of six months, we did Sanibel in three weeks. And... I raise that only because I'm willing to send our Florida guys down to the border and get them building the wall, and they will do it very quickly. So just let me know. We'll do it. (laughs) Got that, Nikki Haley? That's what he does. He gets things done. And rather than trying to claude him and tear him down, which I think is a bad look, and I don't think it's going to accomplish anything but help the Democrats, Run on your record as governor for eight years. Tell us what you did, because people are unfamiliar with it, including me. And this, again, isn't personal. I'm not attacking her. I'm just trying to be helpful, actually. 
Run on her record. More DeSantis, cut 10, go. We're going to sign SB 256, which is paycheck protection. You know, you have this situation with school unions. Uh, You have a right to not do it, but what they do is they provide authorization forms, blanket authorization for deduction, automatic deduction of dues. So even though a lot of teachers don't do it, many teachers feel pressured to do it. And so what this bill does is it protects them. It says no automatic deduction uh, for school union dues. If you want to join, you can, but you write a check and and you hand it over. Uh, That is going to lead to more take-home pay uh, for teachers because they're not going to have as many deductions in their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Now that is one public figure. Intelligent, earnest, can do. Then there are other public figures, including in the media, like Joe Scarborough, who comes out of Florida, the Panhandle area, and lives in the Jupiter area, from which he and his lovely his birthing person, do their show. I want you to listen to how this guy talks, how completely insane he is, and how he's a complete sellout for the dollars. Cut 13, go. I always talk about got guns. Absolutely. I got guns. Guess what else I had? Got training. I got a permit. Gee, Joe, you did? You must be the only one. Come on, everybody, give a hand to Joe Scarborough. He got training. Good. Go ahead. Practice at the range. They have idiots now. When you talk to gun owners, I mean, gun shop owners, and they will go like, they'll tell me. This guy just walked in. He's an idiot. You're a liar. No gun owner says a guy walked in, he's an idiot, and I sold him a gun. I would... Challenge Joe Scarborough to tell me which gun shop owner did that. Which one? Says Greg Abbott, the Texas legislature, killing little children every day because they won't do what is required to keep them safe in school. This is what a sleazeball says. And when you work at MSLOSD, one of the conditions is you must be mentally deranged and a sleazeball. I'll be right back. Here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. We're going to have Congressman Chip Roy of Texas on the program in a few minutes. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I wasn't finished with the morning schmo. Some of you who haven't listened to this program before might remember the morning schmo. He was he was in one picture in particular, Deliverance. You may have saw, seen that picture. Remember the boy on the bridge playing the banjo. That's right. Now do you see the the similarities, Mr. Producer? You didn't know Joe Scarborough could play the banjo, did you, ladies and gentlemen? While sitting on a bridge, looking as he looks. Yes, that's Joe. And uh, 
Mika Brzezinski comes from the famous High Wire Act, the Brzezinskis. You may remember Zvignu Brzezinski. He was the failed director of national security under the failed president, Jimmy Carter. But we don't want to be too harsh on Carter right now. But anyway, Mr. Zvignu Brzezinski. And so they've come together as a couple on uh, MSLSD. You remember MSLSD, don't you? That is the failed carbon footprint of Comcast. You might remember Comcast. The board of Comcast is filled with left-wing reprobates based out of Philadelphia, my hometown. Uh, But there, now you know the whole family tree. Scarborough has John Fetterman on the show, and he sees something very, very special on John Fetterman. Cut 14, go. Did you get inspiration from people like Lincoln and Churchill who struggled with depression their whole lives? And let's 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 slow down. Now. Lincoln and Churchill. They performed at a very, very high level. Wouldn't you say, America? At a very, very high level. Lincoln obviously overseeing the Civil War and the abolition of slavery and the maintaining of the Union. Churchill, who saved England and much of the rest of the world, as he and then we and others took on the Third Reich. Do you think it's strange that Joe Scarborough would make such a comparison? Don't you think that's weird? I mean, it's one thing to, and I do, sympathize with people who have these issues and to help them. Almost every family has somebody who suffers from some form of depression. It's no joke. It's not funny. You don't hear me joking about it. But John Fetterman is no Lincoln or Churchill, and John Fetterman should never have run for the Senate. He had a breakdown. And so he and his family, especially his wife, should have been caring about John Fetterman. Not politics. Not campaigns. You can't excuse things like this. When you look at Joe Biden, we can't have people in office who can't do their jobs. Whether they're depressed or anything else. But there's a lot of people who can do their jobs when they're depressed. Or they suffer from mental illness of other sorts. John Fetterman couldn't even show up for work. That's how bad it was. And so the focus and the sympathy should be toward the man's health. And his family. But that's not what Joe Scarborough is about. Joe Scarborough is always about settling disputes. And... uh, Trying to make points. Go ahead. 
change the world. I would say there's almost kind of like a nobility to it, like what well, we're suffering. You know, there's some nobility to that, or you know, and I so maybe something it it it, it toughens you up or whatever. But <laughs> but it it didn't tougher me up. You know, in fact, it it it, it nearly ruined me. And I know it put my my family through a lot of pain. Now, that's a very important statement he said, and I'm sure it went right over Joe Scarborough. said, this man has been suffering horribly. And yet the Democrat Party and paid consultants and even his wife and others pushed him, pushed him, pushed him to run even after he had this horrendous stroke. That doesn't sound very humane to me. It doesn't sound very loving to me or caring. I mean, the question Scarborough should ask is that. Is that. Under the circumstances, do you think it was the right thing to do? And what would you tell other people? You don't want people just to get in a fetal position in the corner of their basement and stay there. That's not the point. The point is, if you're going to take on a role of one of 100 people who votes on things that are life and death for a lot of people in this country. Do you think this was the right thing to do? Cut 15, go. So many people don't get quality health care treatment. What does the Senate, what does the House, what does a president need to do to give more people a fighting chance with depression, with anxiety, with suicidal ideations. This is not a Democratic issue. This isn't a Republican issue. This isn't a hard right, hard left. This was just a human issue. There's somebody living right now in a red county that desperately needs you know, mental health. And there is a person in a blue county that needs to make somebody to speak to because they're thinking, you know, harming themselves. You know, and we all need to create a national priority. You know, and I would tell anybody that's watched this is like I'm begging you, please go look for your treatment. It works. And it's what saved me from uh, from from my from my anguish. Okay, a couple things here. First of all, they're both right. Scarborough and Fetterman. On this, they're both right. And I agree with them, and I sympathize with them. And others who suffer like this. So let me say that, number one. Number two, let me also say that this is the most fluent and coherent I've ever heard Fetterman. Mr. Producer. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Number three, he makes a suggestion in here that, and I don't say this lightly, (coughs) excuse me, in fact, I say it with uh, trepidation that maybe he was thinking of hurting himself at some point here. That's how bad it got, and that's how low he got. And so my heart goes out to this man. It goes out to this man. I don't care for him politically and all the rest of it. But in terms of the personal challenges he has, my heart goes out to this man. And you notice how honest he is. 
You notice how honest he is about it. Joe Biden's not honest about what he's going through. It's not depression, apparently, bipolar, any of that stuff. He's not thinking about hurting himself, and that's a good thing. But there's no question that Joe Biden is, has one foot in reality and one foot in dementia. He just does. Everybody sees it, everybody hears it, everybody knows it, including foreign leaders that wish us ill. And what I wish is that people with microphones and cameras, rather than serve as patsies for the Democrat Party, acknowledge what's true. Because the nation needs the truth. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, my buddy Chip Roy. Chip Roy, are you dancing to this music outside the uh, floor of the house now? Yeah, I'm up in the rules committee. We're just having a real party up here, Mark. Great to be on the show. How are you? I'm I'm doing great, uh, rules committee. So let me ask you this. This Title 42 uh, drops out, I guess, on Thursday. And uh, what has the Biden administration done to prepare for this? Well, virtually nothing. I mean, your listeners are really smart, but just like a recap, right? I mean, Title 42 is the provision that is under our, our health code laws that has been used as a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound to stop about a third to a half of the flow of people coming into the country. So, for example, if we had 200,000 encounters in March, 100,000 of those were turned away under Title 42. But on Thursday, that no longer applies because their COVID emergency is allegedly now officially formally ending on Thursday under the Biden administration. So that means our guys are under siege. They're getting absolutely um, crushed. I'm getting text messages from Border Patrol agents, from DPS, uh, about what's happening down at the border. 15,000, you know, Venezuelan migrants that are sitting up right across the river from Brownsville. We've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that are starting to head up towards the northern Mexico region. You know, our hospitals are overrun. Our cops are overrun. I got a text message from a guy earlier that said he said it's basically, quote, broken arrow, right? Like basically a military term saying that they've 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 fully lost control and 25 and 27,000 people in detention, only 5000 processed and they're getting hundreds by the by the minute and they don't have any place to put them. Uh, the state of emergency has been declared in El Paso. A state of emergency has been declared in Laredo. A state of emergency has been declared in Brownsville. San Antonio is preparing in their migrant center. It is so bad, Mark, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. So this is obviously intentional, the lack of a wall, reversing all of the Trump-era policies. You know, Biden says, well, what do the Republicans propose? Well, right off the top, why don't you put all the Biden policies back in place? That w- that's what I would propose. So this is clearly intentional. What are they up to here, Chip? It is intentional, and, and they did absolutely reverse, for example, the migrant protection protocols that were being successfully executed under the Trump administration, right? When you have responsible people in charge, the president, of course, himself, Mark Morgan and Tom Homan, I know they're friends of yours, over Homeland Security, and Biden reversed that. Um, and so they're doing that because they, be- they don't believe in sovereignty. They don't believe in American exceptionalism. They don't believe in the rule of law. They believe in a, quote, liberal world order, as the deputy press secretary at the White House said. And so they're allowing people to just flow, flow across the border. But here's the problem, Mark. It kills Americans. 
72,000 dead Americans from fentanyl. How about the 856 migrants themselves who have died along the South Texas border, along the Rio Grande, or the 53 migrants who were cooked in a tractor trailer in the Texas heat last summer? How about the bodies of those that were just remote over by a truck just on the side of the road just two days ago? How about the, uh, the, the thousands of little girls sold into the sex trafficking trade? That's what's happening. And these guys go around saying that they're the ones who are compassionate or they're the ones that have a heart. And it's crap. People are dying. And they're doing it purposely for crass political reasons, nothing more. And the American people, I think, should be mortified that administration is allowing this to happen. And Texas, by the way, is uniquely taking it on the chin in terms of cost and in terms of, 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 of the danger. One last point, eight dead children in the school district in the county in which I live from fentanyl poisoning since last August. Eight children in a school district. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unconscionable. And what is amazing to me that, you know, the White House likes to say this debt crisis is man-made. This entire thing on the border is man-made. It's all Biden-made. It's Democrat Party-made. And yet it's not even a priority with your, your Democrat colleagues in the House, is it? Not at all. We were literally just debating our bill that we passed successfully out of the House Judiciary Committee with our mutual friend Jim Jordan as the chairman. Uh, we had Mark Green and, and uh, Michael McCall there from Homeland and from Foreign Affairs. We've got a really good bill that would reverse a lot of these policies, solidify our existing law, but try to force the hand of the administration to stop releasing people because releasing people is the magnet and it's purposeful. Instead, we would just simply say you got to detain people. You got to put them through expedited removal or they got to wait in Mexico while their asylum claim is being processed. That's it. And if you do that, the flow will stop. You'll stop empowering cartels. You'll stop empowering China, who are getting rich off of what they're doing and pushing people through Mexico. And uh, my Democratic colleagues, to your point, literally don't care. To them, this is all a political issue. And they're, they, they, they could not give a rip about what's happening to Texas or migrants or Americans. And they go around saying how compassionate they are. But they're not offering any solutions. We are. We have a good bill. It's a really good bill. It's the best border security bill that I've seen come through if we can get it across the finish line. We have a few little moving parts we're trying to finish the next 48 hours. I don't get the sense that the Republican leadership in the Senate takes this as urgently as they and you guys do in the House. Am I wrong about that? Well, I think the Exhibit A uh, are the 17 Republican senators who in December joined with Democrats to pass a $1.7 trillion omnibus bill that had specific language in it that actually prevented the use of funds for securing the border and took away from us the leverage that you would get in a funding mechanism to actually try to stop the current abuses. But guess what? We've now, we're now stymied. The only tool we have are the debt ceiling and the spending bills at the end of September because the Senate, 17 Republicans in the Senate, caved and went along with the Democrats all so that they could move you know, their agenda that they say is for the military, which is all just a fig leaf. It's false. Um, they were, you know, unwilling to stand up and give us. They had lots of pork in there, didn't they? Lots of pork. There was something like six, I think seven or 8,000 earmarks, uh, you know, like a Michelle Obama trail. I mean, just tons of pork in the bill. Where does that lead? uh, You know, that's, well, that's exactly somewhere in Georgia. So it goes in a circle. (laughs) Let me ask you a couple more questions here. Speaking of the debt. I mean, uh, Joe Biden's out there saying if you guys don't pass what he wants, then schools are going to be hurt. People with pensions are going to be hurt. Families are going to be hurt. Let me let me ask you a question. 
isn't it the case that Joe Biden has spent and has a new budget up and he doesn't care about the debt ceiling? All he has to do is trim spending that you guys passed a a debt ceiling increase. But with with some trimming of spending and you want to trim spending every year for 10 years to try and get it under control. So really, he's gone first and he has intentionally bloated the spending and now demands that you guys be the taxpayers and pay for it. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, of course, part of that is what happened with the big omnibus bill that blew the lid off of spending. and all we're Which trying McConnell to do- was involved in. Correct. And so credit to Speaker McCarthy and to what we've done as a team in the House. We passed a bill that does increase the debt ceiling one and a half trillion dollars would not be my first choice. It wouldn't be your first choice. It's not any of my colleagues first choice. But, you know, we've got to work with what we've got. And what we got was almost five trillion dollars in cuts over 10 years, a trillion dollars in cuts in year one. Things like ending the student loan, $550 billion, the $50 billion of unobligated COVID money, the $80 billion of IRS. All right, hold on a sec. I know you're at the floor of the House there, but I'd love to talk to you another five minutes if you can hold hold with us. I want to go through those things that you offered, which really is icing. It's 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 not even a major issue or shouldn't be. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number, 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299 or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Mark Levin, the funder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, we have our man Chip Roy from Texas with us. Chip, uh, I'd say McCarthy's turned out so far to be pretty good, don't you think? No question. He's worked with us and honored every commitment he made. He's been out there, you know, working with us to get the debt ceiling bill across the finish line, uh, which which we're able to do. And frankly, it's pretty impressive. Everybody told, told 
everybody said we couldn't do it. And, and look, part of that was what that, and of course you and I talked about it back in January, but, right. but, um, you know, that was a part of that whole thing. It was kind of teeing up the Congress. Like we got us, got ourselves aligned, uh, where we're including everybody. And he's done a good job of that. Like kind of bringing people from ideological representation across the conference, sit down together and then work together. And so we got this debt ceiling bill shoved down the throats of the Senate, and the president. Now they're having to do what they didn't expect to have to do. And it's, it's a good thing. So you were you were saying before the break uh, some of the things that you guys had targeted, which seemed pretty benign to me. What were they? So, look, what we wanted to do was, first of all, get upfront cuts. Like you've been around this town long enough to know that like, usually they backload all the cuts so they're never real. So we wanted upfront cuts. So we targeted the $550 billion of student loans, which are, of course, unfair and pick winners and losers and choose the student with a sociology degree, you know, sitting in their basement instead of the plumber who didn't take out a loan or the student who paid off his or her loans. We, we went after the $50 billion of unobligated COVID expenditures. We went after the $80 billion of the IRS money uh, that expanded the IRS to go after the average American. We also went after $131 billion of cuts from the overall discretionary spending just to return spending to where it was in 2022. Now, why do we do that? Because if you reset the baseline, you can then save $3.5 trillion over 10 years. But more importantly, because you know how this works, we got to stop funding the bureaucracy that's funding the tyranny against us. Stop funding all of these EPA bureaucrats. Stop funding you know, all of these bureaucrats at, at, at the FBI that's turning Scott Smith out in Loudoun County, which you know well. Uh, into a, a domestic terrorist for going to the school board to defend his daughter, right? Yeah. We got to like start getting militant with these guys and cause them a little pain. And at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is do that. They want to go say, oh, you're cutting the VA and you're cutting all these different things. Not true. All we did was set a cap. And that cap was literally what we were spending five months ago. So we think it's a good plan. It lays out a common sense way to move forward. And guess what? The ball's in the Democrats' court. And are you folks ready to be united with a message to take on Biden? Because you heard him at his press conference today in the middle of between his gibberish where he was talking about and same with his spokesperson where they're talking about, oh, they're taking funds out of education. It's the usual stuff that they try and do. Well, we're all united, uh, and I think we need to keep continuing to improve our message. That's something we need to do to get the message out that, you know, we're not going to do anything draconian. What we're trying to we're preserving Social Security retirement benefits, Medicare benefits. We're, you know, making sure we stand with our, our military. We can fund our military at last year's levels fully uh, if we simply return the federal bureaucracy to where it was pre-COVID. And by the way, that polls 76 percent to 16 percent. we got to get on offense, message this stuff. We're going to be united on that. But again, like part of this, though, is Republicans can't blink. They have a tendency, as you know, mm-hmm. to blink. And they can't run away when the Wall Street crowd runs around going, oh, my God, the sky's falling and all that, right. which is not true. We've never default. We're not going to default unless the president chooses to. The president is the one talking about cutting veterans. We're not. The president's the one talking about default. We're not. The president is the one who hasn't passed a bill or done anything with his Democrats in the Senate. We're the ones who have acted. I think the American people see that, and I think we've got a plan that will work. And then finally, because I know you got to have to run, it's not like the tax receipts stop. I mean, you get about $350 billion, give or take, I think, every month that comes in, what, no matter what happens, correct? No, this is exactly right. There's cash flow that keeps coming into the Treasury. We can pay our interest payments. We can pay you know, uh, Social Security payments. Um, Janet Yellen has admitted as such. Um, and then we can go about doing our business and that we're not going to default. It's going to be a choice by the administration if they choose to go down that road. We're going to stand up and look, nobody sent us here for the status quo. 
Do you know anybody who thinks what we're doing is working? Does anybody think $32 trillion of debt is something we can sustain? Does anybody want to spend more on interest than our own national defense, which is where we're headed in three years if we don't change direction? No, no one wants that. They want us to be responsible. When we we look at where the American people are and we look at polls, they agree with us. We're doing common sense stuff. And uh, Joe Biden is just going to continue to perpetuate his gibberish. Uh, They're advancing a woke, weaponized government that's at odds with the American people, funding all manners of DEI and critical race theory and all sorts of things like that transgender sailor dude who's out recruiting and, you know, undermining the recruiting levels for the military. They're doing crazy stuff. We're standing up for the hardworking blue collar workers who just want to, you know, be left alone and go about their way of life. And we're going to keep doing that. All right, my friend, keep up the good work. You're uh, you're really a star there and we appreciate it. It's good to know you. Well, you're my, my great friend, and I, and I can't uh, thank you enough and my best to your whole family. God bless. You too, man. God bless. Chip Roy, I'll tell you what, he's fantastic. And by the way, did you know Chip Roy is a cancer survivor? It's true. He's a good man. Department of Energy, Susan Ferriccio over at the Washington Times. Maybe I'm a little late to this, but I don't care. The... EPA and the Department of Energy are literally going through the various household appliances that you use and trying to force you, just as they are with the electric vehicles, to have to abandon reliable, not inexpensive, but mostly affordable appliances for unreliable, very expensive appliances because they believe that your dishwasher is standing in the way of of a proper climate. Now, we don't know what the proper climate is. We don't know what the proper temperature is supposed to be. Nobody does. This entire thing is the greatest farce to ever be perpetrated against the American people. This entire thing. And it's because the Democrats understand, as I said in American Marxism, that they can use this Marxist agenda, this degrowth movement, to impoverish you, to force you to rely more on the government for your sustenance, thereby controlling you and empowering them. That's the bottom line. This is a war on the middle class. I don't care if you're white collar, blue collar, you get dirt under your fingers or bags under your eyes, doesn't matter to me. It's a war on all of you, all of us. Biden Energy Department. Now remember, the gas stove they're going after. Air conditioners and windows they're going after. HVAC systems they're going after. The automobile they're going after. This isn't a joke. They're going to drive up the cost of electricity. Even electricity as they're wiping out fossil fuels. A nation's never committed suicide like this, ever. That's what this party's doing. Department of Energy, this past Friday, quietly released proposed efficiency rules for dishwashers that will reduce water use by more than a third for some standard-sized machines and slash energy use by 27%. Now, what does that mean? That means your dishwasher is not going to clean your dishes. 
you're going to have to clean them more than once. It's not going to save energy. It's not going to save water. But it doesn't matter. The proposed standards, excuse me, mark the most significant energy crackdown on dishwashers in a decade and come as the appliance manufacturing industry is struggling to comply with a plethora of Biden administration rules aimed at boosting energy efficiency and cutting carbon emissions. Because not one of these ideologues has ever manufactured anything or engineered anything. The new standards would reduce water use even in many dishwashers that now meet the federal government's 3.5-gallon Energy Star standard. Under the proposed rule, which would take effect three years after it's finalized, in other words, after the people responsible for it, the politicians and the administration are gone. Dishwashers would have to reduce water use to 3.2 gallons per cycle. Federal law currently allows dishwashers to use up to 5 gallons per cycle. And those models face the steepest cuts in water and energy use. They would be eliminated from the market unless redesigned for reduced water levels. You know, Mr. Producer, excuse me, I went to Walmart today. And I'd gone to Home Depot a few days before. I was on a mission to find old-time light bulbs. You know, not the LEDs. Incandescent light bulbs. They didn't have any. They've already cleaned their shelves of incandescent light bulbs. At least at the Home Depot I went to, and at least at the Walmart I went to, and these were superstores, massive stores. And so light bulbs... Now, folks, I've said it before, and I mean it. It's something Barry Goldwater said a long time ago. Any government that has the power, and I will change it to modern times, to regulate light bulbs has the power to regulate you. Manufacturers would also be required to cut energy use in standard dishwashers. From 307 kilowatt hours annually to 223, whatever that means. Just, it it just never stops. So these manufacturers aren't even sure they can do these things, but basically now the Biden administration is running our industries. Now it's very, very sleazy how they've done this. They don't nationalize industries the way your normal Marxists do. But they control manufacturing through regulations and taxation. So even though they don't run, for instance, Westinghouse or one of these others, they run them. Even though they don't own Ford, they run it. That's what's going on. They're in charge. And they do it without legislative approval, or they claim they have delegated authority. Ambiguous authority that they use to they hold. This is what the Biden administration is doing. This is autocracy. That's what it is. This is not a representative government. That he'll get up there and squint and lecture you, tell you how he's doing 
this for you and your family and everything else. They just will not leave us alone. They won't leave us alone. This is an endless effort to interfere in our lives and control us. They're not going to leave us alone. It's only going to get worse. And the police state's only going to become more aggressive. The Levin Broadcast Network. LBN. The Levin Broadcast Network, where I'm chairman and CEO. Where I'm director of DEI. Where I'm the senior judicial analyst. And, of course, chairman of FU Fatties United. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. You ready, boys? Mr. Call Screener, take some names down of the phone callers. I, I don't want to have misled them by giving out the number, and I wanted to take some calls. But we'll do some more tomorrow. I'll take more tomorrow, I promise, than I normally do. I wanted to get to this before the end of the show, so I shall. Daily Mail. Biden approves New York City congestion charge that would bill drivers $23 a day on top of existing tolls. As New Jersey governor calls it a money grab that will hit hardworking commuters. Can you imagine the costs? Drivers could be charged $23 to enter Manhattan's Central Business District. Officials say the plan would reduce the number of cars entering Manhattan by 20%. Outside travelers could see fees as high as $120 under the MTA proposal. So the Biden administration had to approve it, and they approved it. This whole climate change crap is intended to milk you dry, 
to make your life inconvenient, to force you into public transportation, into dense housing. That's what's going on here. There's an entire plan from HUD, from the Energy Department, from all these alphabet soups in Washington, D.C. And so you commuters, where it's a big enough pain in the ass to drive in Manhattan, well, guess what? You're going to take it in the throat. That's right, right in the neck. Thanks to Joe Biden, who cares about your family and the little guy. Oh, and yes, he's not going to raise any taxes on you, remember? I mean, this is just appalling. It's rough enough. It's rough enough. The expenses are high enough. So that 23 bucks is on top of all the already existing tolls. And the governor of New Jersey, all you Democrats in New Jersey and Connecticut and Pennsylvania, all you de- and even other parts of New York, you're driving into Manhattan. Let me tell you something. You keep voting Democrat. You keep voting Democrat. Your communities are going to hell. Your budget's going to hell. Your safety's going to hell. And you're dragging the whole damn country with you. Commuter tax, 23 bucks a day on top of existing tolls. It's not, not, not expensive enough to live in and around New York City, is it? Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I want to mention something quickly if I can get to it. I don't think I can. Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere, although I might. Well, I'll do it tomorrow, I suppose. Have a good evening. Good evening.